Hello and welcome. I'm your host, Darshan McAway, and today you're tuned in to Wild Podcast. We're speaking with author Connie Brommer. She's the author of How Connie Got Her Rack Back. Connie, how are you doing this evening? I'm doing great. How are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. So on this podcast, I'd like to ask anyone who's brand new to the podcast or who's got the opportunity to hop on, what made you want to start writing? Well, I had breast cancer 10 years ago. And one of my friends suggested I get on this website called CaringBridge. And it was a way for me to communicate with my friends and my family without having, you know, being inundated with phone calls and emails. So it was a platform for me to write. People could log in to see what I had written. And every time that I wrote something, they would receive an email. So I always tell people who are ill with any kind of illness that that's a great platform to use to communicate with your family and friends. So I started writing this blog, if you will, and people would write back to me and make, I'm I'm very smart alecky, so a lot of my stuff was snarky and funny things that happened during my cancer treatment. And when I was better, my friends, I stopped writing because I had, I didn't have any updates. And my friends all said, you know, boy, we're so happy you're well, but we really miss your writing. And then one of my really great friends told me, I think that if you put this into a book, you would really benefit a lot of people. I think people would see, they would understand what it's like to go through cancer. It might be a handbook for people going through cancer. So I decided to write my book in about, I was diagnosed in 2008, actually 10 years ago this month. And I started to write my book in 2010 when I was well. So um, I just decided to take the, the what I had for the, uh, uh, journal entries and write around it because people always see me as kind of a Pollyanna. I'm always pretty happy. So I kind of portrayed my cancer journey in that way. And then I really wrote the hard parts, you know, the raw stuff around those journal entries. And then it became my book, How Connie Got Her Wrath Back. Gotcha. I want to read a small excerpt from your book. Um, and it goes like this. The biopsy is like having a needle stuck up your nose and pulled out your ass. It's not pleasant. I count the ceiling tiles in order to keep my wits about me. I think if I had the choice, I would give birth again instead of having this needle pressed through my breast. When when you hear that, what what type of space does that take you to? Well, I kind of laugh at my words because I'm a little I'm awful snarky with how I put it. But at the time, it was just so painful and scary that my way of coping with it was to kind of make fun about it. And, right. um, you know, when, when I had the biopsy done, they found two spots in my breast. And it was just very scary because I'm the fourth generation in my family to have had breast cancer, and I'm the only one who has survived it. And I was also the youngest one to have been diagnosed with it, so by far, because I had just turned 39, newly, do- newly divorced, two small kids, seven and eight years old, and it was just a huge shock. So those, what I just said about my kids, that was what I was thinking about when I was laying there getting that biopsy. But I did kind of write about it in a snarky way because it really it really was very uncomfortable, and that was my best way to uh, explain it to people. During that process, uh, you know, part of the question I wanted to ask you is, like, what did you learn about yourself? But when you say you had two small ones, you know, what did you learn about yourself in that moment of realizing that this could go like you couldn't be here anymore? It could be that moment. Well, I will tell you, Darshan, that was like the scariest thought because I couldn't, the whole way home after I was diagnosed, 
I was in the car and I'm thinking, oh, I'm Connie and I have breast cancer, kind of like when you go to Alcoholics Anonymous, right? So I was thinking that on my way home and, and I was thinking, what am I going to do? What are my kids going to do if I'm not here? And that drove me to say, okay, I'm going to come up with a plan for my treatment with my doctors. I'm going to do what they tell me to do. And I'm going to come out of this on the other side. How I made this better for my kids is I hid a lot of the, the trying aspects of my treatment from my kids. They didn't really understand how sick I was when I had my chemotherapy. So they were at their dad's when I was going through the aftermath of chemo. But I made a game with them. And I thought, you know what, I have to make it an adventure for them. So we had this whole, you know, wig picking out thing. And, you know, my daughter wanted me to have a hot pink wig. And my son wanted me to have a green wig. And I said, listen, guys, i got to wear this to school when I've got to come, you know, meet your teachers. So my son's like, oh, mom, just go get blonde then because that's, that's what you look like. But I made a game. And someone recently asked me how I got through chemo with my kids. And I picked out, I had to have eight chemotherapy treatments. I picked out eight face cards from the um, from a deck of cards. Every card had, you know, a value. So let's say we pulled a, an ace and it was a pizza. A king was a trip to the dollar store. You know, a, 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 a whatever, a jack was something else. So we always had uh, the movies. I think we picked the movies for one. So every time I had a chemotherapy and I finished it, the kids would go up to my room and pick one of the cards from the deck. And obviously, it was a very small deck. I think I took two um, decks of cards and took all the face cards out and put them all together. And the kids would pick out a card, and whatever the card was, we went and did that. So it was kind of an adventure. They would be like, oh, my gosh, mom's done with the chemo. Let's go pick a card and see what we're going to do tonight. So that's how I tried to, you know, make it light for my kids. But it was a very heavy time. And, and now that I have a foundation that helps cancer patients, my kids have come to me and said, you know, Mom, now that we see all these things that your that your cancer patients are going through that you're helping, we didn't realize how you know devastating this was for you at the time. I hid a lot of it from my kids. So, what has been the greatest gift you received from writing your book? The greatest gift I've received from writing my book has been the um, the number of people that have come to me and said this has been such a lifeline for me to go through my cancer treatment and have a handbook. I had a husband write me a beautiful letter telling me that he read my book and it was a quick, easy read, and now he really understands what his wife is going through. So I think when I wrote my book, I wrote it to just put those words in a box, bury my cancer in the backyard with a big bow on it, and just forget about it. But instead, what the, this book has done is it was a platform for my foundation, which is called Get Your Rack Back, and that's helped. That's been a great gift to me. But more importantly, for my book, that people are getting something out of my experience, and that I didn't go through breast cancer for nothing. I guess that's my the, my biggest takeaway. Um, your mother, um, her death. How how has that impacted you? Well, my mom was my best friend, and she passed away in 1996. So it's been 22 years, and she was 53 years old. And she was diagnosed with breast cancer when I was in college. I was a sophomore in college. And she battled it from the day she was diagnosed until the day she died because it was very advanced. And when she was alive, she had a saying, always leave people better for having known you. And I've taken that so much to heart. I've, t I've taught my kids that that's an important way to live. 
And that's really how my organization runs also with helping people is that we want to leave people better for having known us. Her passing away has been just devastating, and it's not it doesn't get any easier. It's been 22 years, and it seems like it was yesterday that she passed away, but it has given me more of a fire to um, to do more and to be better, I think. You know, when she passed away, I thought, what am I going to do with, what am I doing with my life? And then my cancer happened, and it really set my focus on what, I, what I'm doing now, and it's been something that I think my mother's, like, over my shoulder. And one of the things I wanted to tell you about my mom is when I started my foundation, I started the paperwork in 2015 in January, and I had no idea what day the IRS would pick for my date, my official date to become a nonprofit, and it came back to me March 17th, which is my mother's birthday. Wow. So I really believe, yeah, that was really, I opened up that paperwork and I thought, holy cow, I can't even believe that that is what the date is of 365 days in a year. It's crazy. So, um, it was just, so I know she's with me, which is important. And I, and I try to do better because she was better, if that makes sense. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. That's absolutely perfect. I'm glad that happened for you. So tell us, tell the listeners where they can, you know, purchase your book, learn more about your foundation and your social media outlet. My book is available on Amazon. It's also available on my website where I will sign a copy and write the person a note who would like to buy a book. My website is gyrb.org, getyourrackback.org, so gyrb.org. There's information on our website there with, about our um, about my foundation. All of our social media links are in there. I'm on Facebook at Get Your Rack Back. I'm on Instagram, Get Your Rack Back, and same with Twitter at gyrb underscore org. And I would love to be able to learn more about what we're doing. We help patients in upstate New York and love to be able to grow this to other parts of the country, which is what my game plan is. Well, Connie, I'm not for sure if you hear this often, but I'm extremely proud of you. I know I don't know you all that well. This is our first time speaking, but, you know, you have a friend in me. If you ever need someone to advocate for you, by all means, give me a call. Thank you for doing Wild Podcast. I really do appreciate you so much. Ladies and gentlemen, we're talking to Connie Bremer. She's the author of How to Get Your Rack Back. Thank you for being on Wild Podcast. Thank you so much, Darshan. You have a great night. Thanks. You too.